Hey, thanks for tuning in to this uh, episode of our podcast for Ignite City Church. Um, and today we're going to be in 2 Samuel chapter 5. And I know last week I touched on the topic of leadership and uh, it came up again uh, in our Bible reading. And so I wanted to kind of land there again um, because I, and I saw this difference between leading and shepherding. And so I know that maybe when you hear that part, you're kind of, maybe you're sitting there going, well, I don't know that I have a leadership position. And I think we all we all have been called to have influence, that's for sure. Maybe the, maybe some are more spiritually gifted in leadership because it is a spiritual gift, but we're all supposed to be influencers. Um, and then not everybody's called to be a, a pastor or a shepherd. And so this is an application part for me, but I think that there's application in all of this as we look at it. So uh, real quick, as we, as we jump in, I just think um, it's so important for us to look at this topic of leadership um, and if you have a responsibility to lead to others, it's easy to get discouraged um, if you're not the person in charge, and therefore uh, you see it how it you see how it will impact your leading of others negatively. So if you're if you're looking or if I'm looking at those who are above us in leadership, and maybe we don't agree with them, or they don't we don't feel like they're being effective, or we think that they're really bad leaders, um, and if we don't have that position, it's very easy for us to just pull back and not really lead. Uh, we we can di- we can disengage. We can lose focus. We can allow discouragement to turn into bitterness, which impacts so much more of our lives and so many. And it and it's weird how bitterness just kind of it kind of hits all these different types of relationships we have with different people, because it's really hard to be bitter about one thing and not let it play out in others. And so as we're looking at leadership, it's also easy as leaders, especially those of us in a pastoral position. To automatically jump to being the leader at the expense of the shepherd. And hopefully this will make sense as we get into 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 2. But I feel like, and I might have mentioned this in the last podcast, I feel like most of the, the conferences that I used to go to uh, for pastors dealt more with leadership and less to do with shepherding. And it seemed like everyone was trying to be the greatest of leaders because everyone's trying to build something but I began to wonder, and I still and I still wonder. Um, and I'm not against I'm not against conferences. I'm just a, I feel like maybe I'm just a little skeptical on why it is that most uh, conferences for pastors have turned into something just about leading an organization, uh, while not really focusing on shepherding or caring for God's people. Because I think we'll see the difference here. So in Second Samuel chapter five verse two, it says this: Even while Saul was king over us. You were the one who led us out to battle and brought us back. Now, the context of this is that the people of Israel um, are approaching David. Saul has already died in battle. Um, and so people are coming up to David um, and saying, hey, pretty much they're going to instate him as king. Um, and it's king of Judah, I think, at this point in chapter 5. I think it's just king of Judah, not... Actually, it is king of, his, it is king of Israel. Um, and saying, okay, this is what it was like. So it's not just due to it's all of Israel. Um, while Saul was king over us, you were the one who led us out to battle and brought us back. The Lord also said to you, you will shepherd my people Israel and you will rule over Israel. So notice there's a couple points that stood out to me here. And the first was this, um, position doesn't equal influence. Position doesn't equal influence. Look at it again. The people said to David, even while Saul was king over us, you were the one who led us out to battle and brought us back. They acknowledged to David that Saul was the one who had the position, but then they also acknowledged to David that while Saul had the position of king, David is the one who had the influence over the people. David is the one who led them 
out to battle and brought them back. And so I want to encourage those of you that maybe you're not the person, quote unquote, in charge. It does not mean that you don't have influence. In fact, you, you have just as much influence whether you have a position or not. Now, when, when we're not in charge, we may, have to, we may have to watch the way we say things and bring things up because the goal is not that we are put into places of power and prestige and positions of quote-unquote leadership, that the, the way that others kind of see it. The goal is to get things done, to see things happen. So if I'm speaking from the, the Christian perspective of this mission that we're on, the goal is to accomplish the mission of the Great Commission that Jesus gave us in Matthew 28. And not about me advancing. It's about just get the things done. So that's as, as a follower of Jesus, that's what I'm supposed to be about. Now I know that in jobs, job situations, it can be totally different. But I feel like for those of you that aren't in that position of authority, it, it should still be the same. Just do the thing that you're supposed to do really well and to have influence over others. And you watch the influence. You watch the impact of your influence on those that you're leading, even if you don't have that position. It's a pretty powerful thing. And then we trust God with the outcome of what that looks like and the responsibilities that we're given in the future. And some may say, well, I've done that before and I didn't get the position or I didn't get that, I didn't get that responsibility. And maybe that's true. But here's the thing. If, again, if all that we're doing is we're trying to get the position instead of just having the influence, like using the influence to get the things done, we, we, might, get, we might just end up only being discouraged if we don't ever get it. But... If we entrust ourselves to God to be obedient to him, everything that we do is an honor to him, it's worship of him, then we trust him with the results of what he wants us to do. What if in the midst of it, say we never get the position, we never get to advance into something. What if we just trust God and learn contentment with whatever it is that we have? It doesn't mean you never go for a new position. It doesn't mean that you never strive to excel, but look at the heart behind it. What is the purpose and what's the, what's the meaning? What's pushing? What's the motivation behind why? Uh, you or I might be striving to excel or to do more, um, to have more responsibilities. Because if it's not just a place of, hey, I want to, um, I just want to worship God. I want to see things get done. But really about me advancing myself and my agenda, um, then I have to be careful that I'm not, I'm not disassociating what I do or what I'm about from what it is that God wants done. So the first thing that stood out, one of the main points is that position doesn't equal influence. The second is this, to shepherd and to lead are not the same thing. So again, even while Saul was king over us, you were the one who led us out to battle and brought us back. The Lord also said to you, you will shepherd my people and you'll be ruler over Israel. And I feel like, I'll, and this is where I feel like I can speak for pastors and um, at least the temptation that I think can come our way. I know that there's a ton of pastors that they just want to shepherd people. And I think for a while I wanted to shepherd and lead. Like, and I just and I saw shepherding as, as just leading, taking control, and um, and I found myself kind of distancing from people the more the more uh, quote unquote responsibilities I had, or more opportunities where I'd go out and speak or um, whatever. I feel like I started to to separate a little bit from the people rather than noticing and living out the reality. Shepherding and leading aren't exactly the same thing, except shepherd and ruler in this verse are completely different. So here's what I mean. Shepherd, it means this. The Hebrew word for that is this. Be a friend, be a companion, be in an association with a person in a friendly relation based on common interest or vices to make friends with. It also can refer to being a best man, like being an attendant of the groom at a wedding. 
So when God looks at David and the people remind him, hey, the Lord also said to you, you will shepherd. I look at that and go, you're going to care for, you're going to be friend. You're going to be in this friendship relationship with the people that I'm entrusting to you. And so if you're a, if you're a pastor and you're listening to this, I want to remind us that as pastors or shepherds, our first priority, our first primary responsibility as shepherds of God's people is to care for God's people, to come alongside God's people, not to lead them from a distance over them, but to come alongside, to be with them. When I think of a best man, to be a, a, like my best man in my wedding was my brother. Well, we're, we're in relationship. We're, we, have friend, we have friendship. We're brothers. It's not um, me over him or him over me. It's brotherhood. It's side by side moving forward. And I think the best leaders come out of those, uh, the best leaders are those who come alongside people instead of just telling people or pushing people from behind because they're not willing to go with them or, or screaming at them or yelling at them or directing them from such a distance that the people have no clue who they are. And so the first thing that God reminds him and the people remind him of is the Lord also said to you, you will shepherd my people. You will care for my people. You'll be a, a companion or a friend to my people. And then the second responsibility that David is given is to be ruler over Israel. And there's where we sit and go, well, see, that's the leadership aspect. But no, this was a role. This wasn't leadership. This was a role. And I get leader is in there. Absolutely. But also the, the Hebrew word means ruler one of official status for governing and leading, a commander, officer, one who's a military leader. Now, for me, when I sit and go, okay, when I see ruler, especially if it's just like this, he's going to be king. And that's how I see this. This is his role as king. So you're going to care for my people, and you'll also be ruler over them. You can be king. This is a position that you're given to. And so when I look at that, I think, okay, Saul, he was among the people until he became king over the people, and then he just remained king. And I think that this is, this is God's reminder to David, hey, you will not stop shepherding or befriending those that I've entrusted to you as you take rulership or leadership over them. So yes, there is leadership that happens. There's lead, I mean, shepherds are called to lead, but never at the expense of caring for God's people. It's not take the, take the responsibility of leading and then do it at the expense of actually jumping into the life of people. And we can sit there and say, well, I can't, I can't shepherd thousands of people. And I don't think that he's called us to. In fact, if Jesus came and really poured into 12 and then really poured into three of the 12, while still having influence over so many people, I don't know why we think that we can actually take on more. I think a lot of times our ego is what drives us, thinking that we're supposed to build the biggest churches. And that automatically means that we're being effective for the kingdom. When really, if I'm influencing, I have a, I have a discipleship group and there's, uh, there's four or five of us that meet on a regular basis and I just impact them. And then they go out and they do the same thing and, they, and the next year they're going to impact three to five. And I mean, when we just do that, I'm, just, I'm being just as effective um, doing that as running some massive quote unquote organization. In fact, I'm convinced a few years ago when I was just kind of struggling through, how do I know I'm being effective or how do I know I've made it as a pastor? I just felt like the Lord convicted me and this thought came to my mind that you'll know that you have made it when you've obeyed me, when you've been obedient to me. Guys, it, I feel like a lot of times it's about, we're, we want to make sure that we leave our stamp of uh, like our impact on the world. 
I just say this, what if we just stay, we just simply remain faithful to what it is that God calls us to do each day and trust him with the impact. And so when I looked at shepherd and, and ruler, and yes, we have leadership, I get that. But for those that sit there and go, but what about leadership? Guys, maybe if you have a, if you have a shepherding role, the first thing we should be saying is, how can I become a better shepherd? How can I care better for God's people? Because it seems like when God's people aren't cared for, especially when you read in the Old Testament, God gets pretty frustrated with the quote unquote, the shepherds of that day. And so I want to make sure my prayer has been, God, I mean, I want to be a, I want to be a better leader, but never at the expense of shepherding, but I definitely want to be a great shepherd. So I know that many would sit there and go, why don't we bring those two together? Absolutely. I think they should be brought together, but not, but not elevating rulership or leadership over the role of caring and befriending because it seems like there's more call in the scriptures to love to love people to care for people than it is to lead over people and so i honestly think that we start with the caring part be a friend be a companion uh, to make friends with as we're shepherds caring for god's people and then learn how to be better leaders but never at the expense of of, of shepherding and caring and so I feel like an application for leaders is this, is leaders are not supposed to be above those that they lead. Rather, they come right alongside those that they lead as friends and comrades. And so you kind of see it. You see it in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 6. When God lived among his people on their journey through the wilderness, he reminds, he reminds, um, he's, re, he's reminded of this. Or these, I think this is when David is, um, he's, he's, He's received this covenant that God is entering into with him, this promise. And, and, he's, um, and he's, as he's going through it, God reminds him through the prophet. And he says this, he says, I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day. Context of this, David sees the palace that he's living in, notices that the Ark of the Covenant, which would represent the presence of God, it resides in a tent. And so you can imagine David going, I live in a house God, quote unquote, lives in a tent. So he's like, I should build him something that is worthy of who he is. This, this is God's response. I've not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people from Israel, from Egypt to this day, but I have watched, but I've been moving out. I'm sorry, but I've been moving about in a tent for my dwelling in all places where I have moved with all the people of Israel. And just stop there. In all the places where I've moved with all the people of Israel, he's not He's not way above wanting the people to just go. He's actually among his people. That was the purpose of the tabernacle. The purpose of the tabernacle was to be this physical representation, not saying the tabernacle was God, but but this physical representation of God being in the midst of his people, coming alongside his people as he led his people. And then I think the incarnation of Jesus is the other perfect example of God coming alongside us as he leads us. So you look in Philippians chapter 2, 5 to 8, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And so we look at Jesus, who is fully God, who became man, to walk among us, to dwell among us, and to lead us, and I feel like that's our example of what, what it means to shepherd and to lead at the same time. So may we never, ever lead others at the expense of caring for others. Guys, I hope this is an encouragement to you. Love you guys more than you know. We'll talk soon.